Good morning. Welcome to University Chapel. I would like to invite Catherine to the, pub, uh, to the pulpit for announcements. Good morning. Uh, so for those of you that have been here, I'm back making the same announcement. Um, I'm gonna encourage you all to utilize social media. We have a little slide, so we're a little more casual this week. Um, I encourage you to check in on Facebook. There's some steps up there. Like us on Facebook, add us on Instagram, and we have a Snapchat geofilter for those of you that are on it. So at Campus Ministry, we believe that um, sharing the news about your faith is really important, and part of that, and one way we can do it, is online. So do as you will. Ryan's doing it right now, perfect. Um, and additionally, something to look forward to is we're soon going to have little like questions and little prompts for you to answer online to start some conversation via social media. So forward to that, but I encourage you to keep utilizing that social media. Thanks. Holy is God, holy, immortal, ever-loving, ever-present, here and now. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come find refuge in the love of God. Holy God, in this time of worship, feed us full with your love, grace, and peace. Amen. Today we have two sacred texts. First from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. The second text is from St. Paul's letter to Colossians, chapter 3, verse 12. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Here ends the readings. Thanks be to God. Right. Cool. Good morning, everyone. So hi, my name's Kate, just in case you haven't met me yet. Um, so fun fact, last semester, I was blessed to get to go and study the entirety of the semester in Nepal, um, which was an amazing experience. If you haven't been to Nepal, I really encourage you to put that on your list of places to go. It is just the coolest place. So a little bit about Nepal before I get going. Primarily, religiously, it is a Buddhist country. And what does that mean for us, though, understanding the country? Buddhism in Nepal is completely different than any religion here. What happens there is their lives are completely intertwined with their religion. And I don't mean um, that in the sense of like, hey, every Sunday I'm going to go to church. Um, no, 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 completely different. To even get to school or to get to one place, you have to go and you have to circle around the religious sacred um, documents, the relig religious sacred statues. You can't go anywhere without your religion being there with you. And it wasn't anything that impaired their day or got in the way. It was just a part of their lives and it was beautiful. So that meant that I got to live in a Buddhist lifestyle for four months, which was awesome. 
So, um, so going on from that, I got to live in a homestay the, most of the entirety of the time, and it was awesome. I had two little sisters, an ama law, and when I say law, it is a really respectful thing to do. So like Yolanda law, Catherine law, Petra law, it's just a sign of respect. So you know, if you want to respect your best friends a little bit, just add a little law in at the end, it'll be fun. Um, so I got to live with all of them, and the coolest person ever that I've ever met, the most amazing person, I respect him more than anyone in the world, Paula, my father. Um, now this man, special, special person, he escaped from Tibet with his wife, leaving his entire family behind when China took over. He had to leave, he had no choice. He wanted to be able to practice his religion in freedom. He wanted to be able to live the life that he had grown up living in freedom. He was amazing, he crossed the border, he had to hike for months to get across. And that's in the Himalayas, over the snow, the most insane terrain you could ever imagine. I was in it for like two weeks, and I didn't know if I was gonna make it. And I was given food, I was given everything, I was given housing, housing. But he did, and he's amazing. This man had to drop out of school when he was in third grade to help his family survive. Um, and that meant working in the fields, that meant taking care of the cattle. And yet he was the most knowledgeable man, most kind man I have ever met. He's about this tall, he has this huge laugh, this huge, huge emotions and gestures, and he was just the coolest guy ever. Now mind you, we had this huge language barrier. He spoke only Tibetan, and I spoke only English. I was learning Tibetan, but there was a little bit of difficulty. So every morning at about 5.30, days started early there, I would walk out into the kitchen waiting for Paula, and there he'd be cooking, he'd be cooking, and I'd sit down, and he'd see me, he'd be, and he'd go and he'd go, ah, oh, shopatale, Kate Law, which means good morning, Kate, how are you? And I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, oh, hi, Paula, just completely tired. But he didn't care, you know, it was a beautiful morning every morning. Um, so then he'd open the door and the sun would shine right in my face and I'd be blinded, completely blinded, and he'd just disappear outside every morning, every morning to disappear for about two minutes. And I had no idea what he was doing the entire time for about three months. And then at the very end, it was the last week of my time with him, he came in and he comes over to me and he demands my phone. I have no idea what he's gonna do, but you don't say no to Paula. That is not something you do. If he wants something, he wants it and you give it. So I give him my phone, and he walks outside, like he does every morning, but with my phone. Then he comes back in, and he shows me on his phone, on my phone, this little, little picture, horrible little picture, but in the very back, there's birds. And, and so then he goes on to tell me why he's, why he's taking this picture. What is he doing every morning? He's feeding them. And then I ask him, Paula, wh why are you doing this every morning? They're just little pigeons. And mind you, I'm terrified of birds. Terrified. I'm, I'm always afraid they're going to drop something on me. But it's okay, you know, as someone has to love them. Um, so he tells me the reason he's feeding them every morning is because he wants to live in the life of a bodhisattva. Now what's a bodhisattva, Kate? A bodhisattva is someone who's been enlightened, 
So someone who does something with a good heart and a good mind, or someone who does something with compassion. But what's compassion? If you look in a dictionary, you're gonna find a very sad definition. Compassion in a dictionary, it's gonna say something like, to do something for someone because you feel pity. That's kind of gross. That's not what compassion means. No, 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 no. The prefix com means with, and you put it together with passion. So compassion in general, it, it means to do something with passion. How awesome of a word is that? So to do something in the mind of a bodhisattva is to do something with passion. You have passion towards someone. You have love towards someone. Now in the Buddhist religion, um, they believe in sentience, sentient beings. So everyone, everything is equal, from the biggest elephant to a human to a tiny little ant. So he goes on to tell me that morning, Kate Law, it's like if, if you were walking and you stepped on an ant, I would expect you to stop and I would expect you to look at that ant and feel compassion towards it, feel mercy. And I would want you to say a little prayer for it, not because you feel bad that you did it, but for their goodness, for, for their next life, or just for their well-being. Um, and that's you having passion for that tiny little ant. But see, everything counts and everything matters. You just have to feel that passion for that little creature. So, one of the things that Paula has left me, left me with, and I would like to share with you, is that you don't have to be a Buddhist to be a good person. You don't have to be a Christian to be a good person. In general, you just need to be a good person, right? You don't have to have religion. So, I hope that when you go out today, and you might have friends that aren't religious, and you might meet people that aren't religious, but please have compassion with them, have compassion for them, have compassion for everything, right? Because that, like, we, we are Christian, and we, we do have religion in us, but it doesn't matter. It's that we're a good person that matters. So I, I employ you to spread that compassion and, and spread that love, because that's what matters, and that's what we're here to do, right? Right, cool. So just for proof that he actually did take that picture, that's the picture that Paula took. And you can barely see it, but that's the little bird, and this is Paula's shadow. So I wish I could tell you more about Paula, but he's an amazing man. He's an amazing person. So if you could please pray with me real quick. Dear God, thank you for all these amazing people, all of these sentient beings in this world. I pray that they go forth and spread their compassion, spread their love. And I pray that they use their hands and their feet to do your will and walk in your way. In your name we pray, amen. Um, if you are interested in seeing any more of my photos, that's my Facebook right there. And you can always talk to me. I now know all of you by your face. So please introduce yourself to me and I'd be more than happy to share more about Nepal. Thank you. Merciful, compassionate God, you have created each one of us with love. Your, your, your image is imprinted upon us. That we may look alike, each of us is holy and unique. Help us see holiness 
in our fellow humans. Help us cultivate traits of kindness and humility. As we ask your compassion toward us, we acknowledge that we must be compassionate towards all whom you have created. Amen.